Welcome to uh, the Waste of Web Spike uh, Podcast, episode 39, starring Jimbo and Fisher. I, I thought we were going back to me. Well, you cocked it up again last week, even though you weren't doing it. <laughs> so what's wrong with me jumping in and doing it? I don't know. Oh, sorry, I've done it twice. Nailed it twice. It was just a one-off last week. It was supposed to be. Yeah, it was a one-off. It worked fine. <laughs> so what we're going to do is carry on doing it. Oh, all right, fair enough. Um, and our episode title today is the episode that hates Christmas. Okay. Because we hate Christmas, don't we, Fisher? We hate it beyond belief. We hate Christmas. We can't be doing with Christmas. We can't be bothered with it. We don't want Christmas. And we know there's a lot of people out there as well who don't want Christmas. So we're not doing a Christmas special today. <laughs> we'll do one next week. <laughs> but but we're, we're, this is about hating Christmas today. Actually, I quite like it, to be honest. Well, I've got my Christmas jumper on. I did say to you before we did this that this is a podcast for those people that don't like Christmas. Because there are people who don't like Christmas. And don't celebrate Christmas and don't want anything to do with Christmas. So I wanted to do an episode for them and you've turned up in your Christmas jumper. Yep. Which is disappointing. Snowflakes and gingerbread man on it, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I think it looks very fetching. You've got you've got a Christmas scene at night, haven't you? Because you're dressed in black. You miserable git. <laughs> well, I'm trying to be the anti Christmas. I'm obviously not really anti Christmas. I, I, I like Christmas. It's she, a great it's, time of year. She like to Father Christmas anti Christmas? She might be. Okay. Yeah, is it, is, is it Father Christmas as anti maybe? I don't know. Uh, but obviously, I've got children, so, well, a child now, so Christmas should be a big time of the year for me. Yep. Um, admittedly, it kind of goes on quite long, doesn't it? Well, so, there's that boring bit in there between Christmas and New Year. Yeah. The serious yawn. And, but this, this bit's the stressful bit. What, doing and the then, podcast? And then you have, like, one decent day. Yeah, doing the podcast, and then you have, like, one decent day where you, you eat too much, and it's generally a bit of an anticlimax, and then it's all done with, and you want to get your tree back down again. Yeah. So, get your tree up. Yeah, so oh, we're not we're not talking about Christmas. We're not talking about Christmas. No, it's anti-Christmas. We're, yeah. we're, 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 but we are going to be have an anti-Christmas quiz later. Okay, I'll look I'll look forward to that. <laughs> so anyway, uh, what do we want to talk about first? Do we want to just how have you been doing, Fisher? We uh, we said we need to talk about each other a bit more, don't we? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was like, <laughs> like a, like every good relationship, you should. Uh, we should, we should we spend some time talking to each other. We should talk about our differences. Now, Jimbo, this introduction that you've not been able to do, you can do it next week if that's okay. Fine. But I thought because I've done See, so well. Since well, it's Christmas. As soon as it's going to be Christmas, you can do it next next time. Okay. Um, I'd like to dedicate this episode to uh, my 10-year-old niece, Emily, by the way, who okay. uh, was involved in an accident at the weekend and is currently in hospital. Um, oh, dear. Hopefully, she's, um, she's, hopefully she'll recover well. And uh, But, you know, she's doing very well at the moment and everyone's really, really proud of her. So if you are listening, Emily... Get well soon. Does she and, listen? Uh, probably not to this podcast. Is it, is it going to make her any better? Uh, well, I don't know, but hopefully, hopefully she'll just enjoy the mention. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people are thinking about you at the moment, so yeah. get well soon. Yeah, definitely get well soon. And if you're listening, switch it off now because we're going to start swearing. It's going to be bad language, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> bit too, bit too much stuff that's a bit too old for you. So uh, go back to doing something else. So uh, did we? Did what? we? Did we have any uh, responses recently? We had a few little things on on Twitter, I think, didn't we? I don't think we've had many replies, have we? Really? I don't know. I thought we got. I thought somebody got it. Was it old Henry? Not heard from Henry in a long time. He got in touch, didn't he? Did he? Did okay. You see? Well, I didn't see actually. No. Well, he said he enjoyed the episode. All right. Well, <laughs> thanks. You know, well, we get all sorts of. Uh, yeah, he said he enjoyed the episode, um, and because we were, we were talking about the referee, weren't we? Who did the rock paper scissors? Oh yeah, thingy. yeah. Um, and he says good episode. He said the ref who got fired for forgetting his coin was only trying to think outside the box. Hey, very good. And really, it's no harm, no foul. Exactly. So. Very good point. Get him on the podcast. There we go. Um, Thanks for getting in touch, Henry. Yep, thank you very much. One thing, one thing I, I, I was meant to uh, mention because um, yeah, it's, it's good to talk about sort of some amusing things that happen. Um, I was in the vets the other week, and our cat. Had... You're supposed to go to the doctor if you're not very well. Uh, well, it was our cat. Oh, who'd, fair um, enough. Okay. I believe it had a scrap with a fellow cat on this road, and um... a fellow cat. Another cat. Another, oh, right, okay. Yeah. It, it, wasn't a, it, it wasn't a cap uh, wearing a sort of a cap and a gown and sort of a smoking jacket. <laughs> um, it was just, an, uh, we believe, another cat. She had some kind of scrap with the, with a, another cat. So we took her to the vets. They just, yeah. I mean, and hanging around street corners, isn't it? They've got nothing better to do since they've closed the cat youth centres. Yeah, sit around. So they, they need more investments to help get cats off And they haven't the got the dexterity for video games. Well, exactly. So, yeah. um, so we, we're in the vets. And I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I've never seen this happen before because it's not something that particularly should happen in the vets. But you go and see the vets. You're going out, and there's one of uh, there's an automatic door there. And to operate the automatic door, you press the button. And the woman walks up to, to the door. She stood there, so oh, the automatic door's not working. And the reception shouted over, "You need to press the button." 
So she pressed the button, but she pressed the wrong button and switched all the lights off in the in the, <laughs> in the, uh, in the vet's uh, reception room. They do look very similar, some of these buttons. They can do, yeah. And you think, because that's not just a vet's thing. I mean, it happens in banks. It happens anywhere. How, the how the lights came back on and everybody had a different pet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the lights came back on and my cat managed to find this other cat that yeah. called it. Um, but good news, the bats have come out. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> pet bats were flying around everywhere. Yeah, a few bats, a few owls, all that sort of stuff. Confused cats, yeah. Yeah. Whether well, they were supposed to be sleeping or whatever they were supposed to be doing, yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, what have you been up to, Jimbo? Um, probably not much, really. All the usual stuff. Been watching uh, my team, Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, sorry to hear that. Well, I say watch it. I've been sort of squinting and trying not to watch too much, to be fair. Um, but other than that, no. All, all usual. Um, not looking forward to Christmas, obviously. Yeah. Not getting ready for Christmas. Any, any stories because this about... is anti-podcast. Any stories about Christmas. Northern Rail? Um, Northern Rail... Well, we were both on the train, weren't we? Since our last podcast. We were, uh, yes. We were both on the train, going in, using Sheffield, now was coming from Manchester, both using Northern Rail. Yeah. We were both having a bit of a nightmare at the same time on the train while listening back to our podcast at us, moaning about Northern Rail. Yes, yeah. I even I even got a bit of stick from the uh, from the driver. Yeah, yeah. The other week, I was stood <laughs> on the train and the driver couldn't get past. He said, "Excuse me, mate, you have to move from there." I said, "Well, where do you want me to go? <laughs> there is absolutely no space, nowhere else for me to stand, other than sort of near your. Oh, I've got to get in the cabin. Well, I'm sure you have, but I'm getting a bad name for myself because uh, on on Twitter, um, I, I moan a lot about the trains, as you'll you'll have seen and you do as well. We yeah. both do, don't we? Which is why we're considering even making the own train moaning podcast instead. Yep. Or as well as. Um, uh, as well as yeah. as well as yeah, we, we're not going to stop this. You can't you can't well, hold talent back, can you? Uh, but anyway, um, so somebody Tyrone James uh, tweeted me uh, on uh, saying, and he, he copied me into it, or you know, where you retweet something, but put yeah. me into it. Uh, Ian McMillan had done it. You know, Ian McMillan is oh, a, yes, a poet. Yeah. Um, he he wrote a bit of a Northern Rail rhyme, ah, so I right, thought it's quite yeah. suitable for our podcast. We might as well share it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we know we've credited him. We're not saying it's our rhyme. It's Ian McMillan's. So. We three trains of Northern Rail are late and cancelled, not going far, overheated, filthy seated, no wonder folks take the car. So it's instead of, you know, it's a non-Christmassy podcast, so there you go. That's a miles better Christmas yeah. song, in it, than We Three Kings. Yes, well, that's a, a limerick, I suppose, probably, isn't it, uh, is a yeah. technical term for that one. I once, I, I once saw Ian McMillan um, a few years ago in a pub in Sheffield. It was in the Milestone, if you've ever okay. been there, Callum Island. Yeah. And... As I walked past him, I thought it was him, but I wasn't too sure. And he's got quite a distinct voice, hasn't he? Yeah. Ian McMillan. Quite, he's quite Barnsley. Ian McMillan is a poet from Barnsley. Have you heard him speak? <laughs> he speaks uh, a bit like that. Yeah, that's, that's a good impression. That, that, yeah, I, I can do loads of impressions. Like <laughs> Michael Parkinson. That, <laughs> Let's um, not go there again. Yeah, okay. Uh, Billy Connolly. No, Billy Connolly, I've done that one. Um, I once listened to one podcast. I think I did four or five impressions in the same podcast. <laughs> but anyway, it got uh, Ian McMillan there. And as I walked past him, he was talking about someone called Fisher. Yeah. He was talking about Janet Fisher. Right, okay. Um, so, well, I've no idea who that is, but it was trying so to... So say... you're now the second most famous Fisher, do you reckon? Uh, possibly, yeah. He was, <laughs> he, he was doing a poem about Janet Fisher. He said, Janet Fisher, everyone knows Janet Fisher. And then he was... I, I, I didn't actually hear the rest of the uh, poem because I was going off to the toilet, but it was definitely him. Well, I mean, I, I remember because t- we, when we were on the train, it, it just it's evidence that we listen, we quality check our podcasts, albeit it's after they've already been published. But yeah. we, we listen to them to to improve each week, don't we? Yes. Um. So we were doing that both on the train at the same time, but on different trains. And my sort of point was that at least Northern Rail are consistent in that they're consistently bad all over the country or yes. all over the north and not just uh, in Sheffield, well in Sheffield to Chapel Town. I mean, so. I suppose the only thing you can really say that is good about Northern Rail trains is that they're kind of quite well lit. But I suppose we're lucky that the person who I've seen in the vets doesn't go to open the door sometime and accidentally turn all the electricity off on the train. <laughs> and it might be a good time to mention a news story now, actually. So I'm kind of stealing a bit of news to mention it, seeing as we're on trains. Um, now, on the, I don't know if you've seen in the news that uh, on some trains... And I believe it's possibly more in the Newcastle sort of area. All right. You might get touched up by Paul Gascoigne. All right, of course. So whether that's Northern, I mean, as if they've got enough trouble. <laughs> now you've got Paul Gascoigne on there, um, allegedly, allegedly sexually harassing people. Um, but I mean, I think don't you have to pay not more for that on our trains, <laughs> or does that come for free because they're that packed? You wouldn't have thought that'd be a first class. Well, yeah, you can. Let's be honest. But the, how close you have to stand to people on the Northern Rail trains, it wouldn't surprise me if you did actually get kind of um, sexually assaulted by someone stood next to you. And not even been meant to have. Yeah, so... accidentally. Uh, I don't. It was in court today, wasn't he, Gaza? Was he? I think he was, yeah. I, I don't quite know. Did he say court or co-op? Court. court. He could have been in the co-op as well. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Um, 
well, I don't know what the verdict was or whether he's on trial or I'd not really paid that much I think it's it. still I think it's still being going through so it's, it's all allegedly at the minute of course of, of course but anyway So, so it's like a desert in here, Fisher. We've talked, we're talking for ten minutes already, and uh, we've not got the drinks sorted. Uh, but it's my turn, isn't it? I think I, I think I was well overdue my turn. Uh, and this one today um, is not. We we normally go sort of British beer, don't we? Try and get get localish if we can. Sometimes we veer off a little bit, and we have this time um, because my brother-in-law, Rich, and my or oh, future brother-in-law, Rich, and my sister-in-law, current sister-in-law, sister-in-law. Officially, sister-in-law, um, they went to Bruges in Belgium, yeah, in and Belgium. they brought some beer back. This is called Petrus Blonde, um, and I'd love to tell you what it tastes of. Okay, well, but it's in yeah. Belgium. Yeah. Oh no, here we go. There is an English. Petrus Blonde is a refreshing blonde beer that will leave your taste buds cra- crave for more. Um, this beer is brewed in the finest aromatic hops, like you said, Fisher, last week. They all said that, don't they? Yeah. Which is perfect for a moment of relaxation. So. Well, Not really for now, yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah. is what we're, what we're trying to say. But Petrus Blonde. So if you if you want to sit back and admire the five minutes of silence that we're going to enjoy while we drink our beer, then we'd much appreciate that. So yeah, thanks to uh, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law uh, for getting this uh, beer following their trip to Belgium. I believe they got it in the uh, Tesco's. Uh, but anyway, I'm only joking, they didn't really. They did actually get it all the way from Belgium. There we go. Very good. Um, once again, it's we're getting our things from Belgium. Why aren't we getting them? From England. Why don't we get it from the UK? It's once again a street. Uh, we're going towards centralisation, and it's all happening in Belgium. Are we favouring Brexit by drinking this or not? I don't really know what. I think, think we're just enjoying the I beer, think we're aren't we? The beer, aren't we? We've not actually tasted it yet, but uh, cheers and let's uh, let's see what it's like. Do we want to do any apologies or anything at this stage? Um, that's quite nice, actually. That's strong as well, isn't it? <laughs> There's a couple of apologies to make. Is that six point three percent? Is it? Yeah. It's a good job of sharing this because yeah. I've got to drive back. It is a strong one. Yeah, six point five percent. Oh, there yeah. we go. Um, but anyway, apologies. People from Belgium with their stronger beer, <laughs> we together can stand alone and have strong beer in this country. <laughs> we don't want 4.1% yeah, anymore. Like say, we can get to 6.5%. It's a good job we are sharing this. It's 65 We're recording this at yours today, so I've driven round. So, yeah. apology of the week uh, is to the local police force. Is it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for for for, I'll be getting in the car straight. And no, I'm only joking. It is a sensible amount, isn't it? To, it is, yeah. to drink before driving. No, we, apology of the week. Then we don't drink and drive because you just end up spilling it everywhere, don't you? Exactly. Uh, apology of the week. What we're we gonna do? Are we gonna say what about for the fact that we didn't make any attempt to get darts players, uh, farting darts players, on our podcast? Uh, we didn't. I, I, I'll be honest. I'd forgot. <laughs> in spite of the fact we've already confirmed we listened to the podcast, I forgot that we'd asked. Um, that we want to try and get two darts players on. One of them was Gary Anderson, wasn't it? And it, was it the was, other yes. one a, a Dutch player? A Dutch player uh, whose name we couldn't even be bothered to find out. Um, so we didn't get them on. Um, I, I think if anything, we would have probably been better being at my house if they were coming on the podcast. Why? Well, this is quite a small room in compared compared to where we podcast at mine, which is nothing wrong with that. It's great for podcasting. Yeah. But of course, we get better sound quality in here, so that the farts would sound better. <laughs> they would sound better. But as well as that. Um, it you know the the smell to disperse would take quite a lot longer and you know darts players yeah yeah do you really want to be smelling their farts no well no to be honest I don't really want to be smelling anyone's farts <laughs> I, I don't care what sport they're good at I think at. it disperse a bit better in my kitchen environment so yeah. maybe we'll think about getting them on again in future mm. but maybe when we've got like you know better air conditioning or yeah fans or something set up yeah, probably not so. this time of year anyway so that's apology of the week I'll tell you what I did buy actually the other day was a window vac. You're getting condensation off your shower screen and right, off the windows yeah. in the bathroom when it gets uh, when you've had the shower and stuff. So maybe if they did fart, could vacuum it up with that. That'd be quite good. Yeah. So a, a, a fart vac. Yeah. Dragon's den. Yeah. Here we come. So we're finally on to the news. Uh, and what do you want to talk about first, Fish? I mean. Um, I think the one big thing that stood out to me um, is that Ant McPartlin is going to be returning to Britain's Got Talent. So his big return is on Britain's Got Talent in 2019, which I think is a bit harsh that he's got to audition for his job back. <laughs> <laughs> I think so as well. He's had a difficult time. He used yeah. to do the job already. And what they got him on Britain's Got Talent auditioning for his uh, job back. Oh, no. It just seems a bit unfair, doesn't it? It is. I mean, what do you think he would audition as? Well, I mean, he's, he's known for his big forehead, isn't he? 
Uh, we know he's got a big forehead, so whether he could do something with that, maybe he could draw things on it, yeah, balance things on it, balance things on his forehead, that'd be good. Um, you 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 were sort of saying earlier that maybe he could do something with cars, but it's probably not the best idea, is it? Uh, no, I don't think he'd be very good as a chauffeur, would he? Um, no. or a stunt driver. Imagine coming onto Royal Albert Hall, <laughs> driving straight onto the stage, crashing into someone. But obviously, he's returning back to his old job. Um, and it's a big, you know, back into TV presenters. He's probably been off work. He'll have been off work for a full year by the time that comes round, possibly. Yeah, been nearly. claiming benefits, but someone from the government turned up and declared him fit to go back to work. So yeah. he has to now go back to work. <laughs> um, so, was that Boris Johnson by any chance? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Frog marched out of his house. Um, no, so, yeah, so he's, he's going back to work. Maybe they should, he should get himself like a partner to present with to help him ease him back into it. Of course, yeah. Who would you suggest? Well, obviously, uh, there's Holly Willoughby who's yep. uh, taken um, the role, his role on I'm a Celebrity. Yep. Uh, but there's also on I'm a Celebrity... Um, oh, there's Holly Willoughby's partner, isn't there? There's Holly Willoughby's partner, yeah. yeah um, of Philip Schofield. Philip yeah, Schofield. Yeah, Let's go for him, shall we? Yeah. So that's the new lineup for Britain's Got Talent uh, next year. Um, anyway, what do you want to... What, what are we talking about next? Uh, well, I noticed that Netflix um, have paid £100 million to keep friends. Did you see that? Have you, have you got... That's a lot. I mean, I won't pay. I won't pay you that much to keep you as a friend. No, I haven't got that much. Well, I suppose I was thinking. Which reminds me, you still owe me that subscription. It's, it's still your subscription thing. Yeah. <laughs> still not officially asked for it. Yeah, it's, yeah. We only ever talk about it in podcasts. He's not got around to asking me yet, and he's not going to ask it me near Christmas, is he? I can probably string it out till the new year. Um. So yeah, I thought Netflix have paid a hundred million pounds for friends. Who would do something like that? And I thought, I know, Theresa May. She gave that amount of money, didn't she, to the UP? <laughs> Uh, which is, I think, £1.5 billion. So not quite as much as Netflix have given. Uh, well, I, I mean, Theresa May's friends are obviously not very nice to her because today she found herself locked in a car yes, and she, she couldn't get out. In, was it in Germany? Was she going to see Angela Merkel? Uh, Angela Merkel, yes. She was going to see Angela Merkel in Germany. The car <laughs> pulled up. She tried to get out uh, and couldn't get out. Now, whether or not this was... Just the fact that she just maybe she just didn't actually want to get out. Brexit on lockdown. Yeah, it's, it's in a car. Actually, in lockdown. Um, maybe she thought she was actually in Paris, and the situation is that bad in Paris at the moment that she didn't want to get out of the car. Maybe <laughs> she just thought, I tell you, what, I really can't be bothered anymore with this Brexit. No one else is helping me. I'm going to stay in the car to get out of the car, Theresa. I want to stay in the car. Get out of the they car. They should have Theresa. done like a, a gotcha sort of thing. You know what Noel Edmonds used to do. Yeah. And uh, or Anton Deck used to do things like that as well, don't they? they on, on the takeaway, they should have got. They should have got in instead and drove her off somewhere else. <laughs> Um, maybe but, it was, maybe it was sort of um, Angela Merkel had got a signal blocker in to make sure she couldn't lock the car and have to stay in yeah. there. Or maybe she was on the extenders, you know, where they normally drive off and leave forever <laughs> in a taxi. Maybe that's what was trying to happen, but uh, she's managed to get out anyway. She's not still in there, is she? Uh, as far as we're aware, she's not. Um, I mean, this is what the this is why the the waste of web space podcast is is such a, an important thing because it's there for people like politicians who get stuck in cars. You, you can listen. You can, maybe she got us playing at the time. What's carry on listening to it? It's not the worst thing she's stuck in, though, is it? To be uh, fair, no, no, no it's not. Um, and I, I suppose, really, it's not a very good advert, is it? I tell you what, I'm going to go and see the German Prime Minister and tell her, or Chancellor, sorry, of Germany, Angela Merkel. I'm going to tell her that we can do Brexit. We can survive on our own. Oh, oh, I can't! I can't get out of my car. I'm stuck in my car. I cannot get out of the car. Uh, <laughs> Angela, can you help me get out of the car, please? <laughs> yeah, don't really, don't really, yeah, don't really, uh, sound of being very strong and stable. Was, was it? it a British-made car or was it a European <laughs> car? Or well, perhaps that was it. These dodgy European cars going over. If we stood on our own and made our own cars, we'd be able to get out of them. Probably. We've got control of our borders back. Yeah, on the car doors. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can't get out. No one can get in. <laughs> Is that the solution to the Irish border problem? Yeah. Anyone who's got a car driving up to the Irish border, you can't get out of it, meaning you can't cross the border, I'm afraid. You might be able to come through it, but when you do get there, you can't help your door and get out and cross across from Ireland to Northern Ireland. And it's a good job that she wasn't in the car, stuck in the car, on the same day as the O2 signal outage, which occurred... Didn't it? Was it the end of last week? Uh, was it uh, Wednesday and Thursday, I think? Friday, possibly, even. Or Wednesday. Oh, yeah, Wednesday, yeah, something like that. Last yeah. week, anyway. So, if it was that day, she'd have been stuck in the car with no phone signal, mm-hmm. probably lost a roaming as well, because that's an issue with the EU, isn't it? The data roaming stuff. Yeah, well, it's one thing we might lose when we Brexit out. Exactly. Um, and obviously, it should be voted on tonight, shouldn't it? I mean, we don't we don't like to talk about Brexit, but there's been a few developments, haven't there, that I would say are fairly major. And Theresa May... They'd had three or four days of discussions in Parliament and the House of Commons about Brexit, which led to about 140-odd MPs standing up and giving their thoughts on Brexit. And Theresa May then decided that she was going to lose the vote, so decided not to hold it. All right, OK. 
Um, which I think is a bit rubbish, really. I so tell you what, is that a way of basically giving herself, buying herself a bit more time? Yeah, she's, it means that she can lose it at a lighter date instead, I think is the, is the whole point of it. After Christmas. Yeah. But yeah. She wants to still be in a job <laughs> at Christmas, basically. Yeah, it's not, not nice being unemployed, is it, at Christmas time? No, no, it's not. Yeah. As a lot of people find now. Hey, Theresa May. Yeah. yeah. Not that you care. But, um, <laughs> so I, I just thought it was a bit strange. Um, I can only imagine, I mean, what if she was sort of a cricket captain? Um, and, you know, it was about to, you know, she, she was losing the match. Do you think she just walk out onto the pitch with a hose pipe? Just drench the entire pitch and say, "Tell you what, unfortunately, umpire's gonna have to rain stop play now, isn't it?" So uh, that's going to be a draw. Thank you very much. I, I, I'm, I suppose we can only say we're quite surprised that she didn't do the same thing at the last general election when it became apparent she wasn't going to win it. Yeah. Uh, so we're quite lucky we actually had that a few years. Well, yeah. yeah. I suppose you could say the tactics of getting the old DUP in is uh, is, is along the same sort of lines, isn't it? As, I suppose uh, so. Yeah. Saving your skin and all that kind of thing, giving yeah. yourself a bit more time and all that. I mean, they weren't even going to vote for it anyway. So what waste of money that was? <laughs> What's the point in trying to bribe people if they don't come and join your side? Anyway, um, uh, but if Theresa does find herself out of a job, then she might want to speak to a British couple who've recently been on a cruise and uh, they're 70 years old and they've been found with 22 pounds of cocaine uh, hidden in their suitcase while on a cruise. Is that a street value, 22 pounds, or 22 pounds no, in white? No, 22 pounds of the substance, which I, I mean... In white. In weight, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's about, uh, what, about 10 kilos, isn't it? I have no idea. You've got no idea on stuff like that, have you? No. Um, yeah, about 10 kilos of it. So um, this is a seventy-year-old couple. Um, or... Is that a combined age of seventy? Or no, I don't know. I, I think they're in the they're in the seventies. I mean, I th- I... yes, I, I did hear the story news. I think they're both. Have in you heard the from Eamon Holmes recently? I think he's in his late six, <laughs> late, early sixties. In fact, to be fair, I think he weighs a bit more than twenty-two pounds. <laughs> um, yeah, where, where did where did he, where did he hide that twenty-two pounds worth of stuff, Eamon? Oh, in my tummy. <laughs> oh, sorry, that doesn't sound anything like Eamon Holmes, does it? Uh, no. That's just a generic voice. Terrible. I, I, I think my Ian McMillan was a bit better. I'll see if I can come back next time with an impression of Eamon Holmes. I'll, okay. have, to think, I'll have to think about it. You can work on that. Yeah. Uh, I know he's Irish, but that's about it. Probably Northern Irish. But yeah, uh, well, I mean, what, you know, should you be really smuggling cocaine when you're, when you're 70, in your 70s? I mean, my gran and granddad, uh, who have featured on this podcast, or one of them has, my yeah. gran, um, they're in their 80s now, and they, that's what they do. They spend the time doing a bed, running a bed and breakfast. Not, not running drugs? I don't think so. I mean, mm. it, it could be a very, very clever ploy for, you know... For, for hiding the money or, like, you know, investing it in the business. Who knows? Yeah. I'm not saying, you know, next thing my grand's house has been raided. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. no, I mean, you know, they, and, and they, they, you know, one of them regularly features on a podcast. Yeah, if the cop is... If the police are listening to this, obviously you can bust Jimbo for drink driving on the way home, and then you can do <laughs> his grandma and granddad for drugs trafficking uh, later on tonight. Ruin everybody's Christmas, yeah. and that's perfect for the anti-Christmas podcast. Exactly, that's, that's exactly what we want. But I think it, it is quite uh, bad news, because I've heard that um, the couple in question have faced up to uh, 40 years in jail, but uh, they're hopeful they might get downgraded to life. Right. <laughs> uh, sorry, that's, that's a very inappropriate joke, isn't cool. it? Very, very, cool. uh, very ageist. But anyway. Not very nice. Um, so should we talk about something a bit more serious? Yeah. Uh, should we talk about racism in football? Let, let's talk about racism in football. Um, Raheem Sterling, footballer. Um, it was um, racially, well, it sounds like he was racially abused in the game against Chelsea um, at the weekend. And back when we did the podcast a few years ago, there used to be frequent mentions of John Terry uh, being racist, didn't we? Um, there was, yes. And I, I, I think having listened to the podcast back, this is the first time I've actually mentioned John Terry. Think uh, so? Since... We start doing it again. Yeah. Okay. I was tempted to give him a mention the other week when um, he retired from playing football, even though he wasn't actually playing for a team anymore. <laughs> um, and yeah, a very John Terry thing to do, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'd, he'd not played for anyone since the summer, yet he announced his retirement and then became assistant manager <laughs> at Aston Villa. Um, but I would hasten to add that this is a, a Chelsea racism story that doesn't involve John Terry. Um, instead, it was some fans um, quite clearly shouting at Raheem Sterling and uh, verbally abusing him. And he then went on to um, blame the media for it and the way it's portrayed. Um, and I suppose one thing that I find interesting is the sort of response that people give to racism, and some people try and almost condone it and um, legitimise it, which I think is very unfair. Obviously, I think we both agree that it's not something that should happen in society. Um, so the comments I found most dis- uh, intriguing, really, was uh, from a football player called um, Dave Kitson. Oh, he yeah. He used to play for... Uh, Reading, I think, and Middlesbrough as well, perhaps? Allegedly, he might be the new manager of Cambridge as well. Uh, I've heard allegedly he might actually be the secret footballer. Oh, right, okay. If you know who he is. Is that somebody who does a... Uh, yeah, does sort of um, some 
uh, written some books about playing uh, football like and what tell all sort of things but yeah. hasn't said but under hidden no. identity as okay. I say allegedly he might be and that's what some people have said okay. I'm, I'm not saying he is um, but he was talking on Talk Sport um, which is the best place to go to talk about sport obviously and he got some comments on uh, Raheem Sterling and uh, and the racist incident um, this is by the way this is um, uh, Dave Kitson who had previously complained that the fact that he's got he gets bullied about having ginger hair should be classed as a similar um, standard as, as as being racist, and it's a okay. similar kind of hate crime. I mean, the slight problem there is I can't remember Martin Luther King in 1963 <laughs> standing in front of Lincoln Memorial and said, "I have a dream that one day ginger-haired children and non-ginger-haired children will be able to walk hand in hand." He didn't say that, did he? He didn't say that because no, that's no. never really been an issue. People have never been enslaved because no. they've got ginger. Right I don't. Like th- I don't think black people have ever had an issue with ginger hair either. To be fair, I don't, I don't think anything. I don't think anyone has. Perhaps <laughs> they've just not got someone championing their cause enough. Exactly. But anyway, this is what. I have to say, he said, uh, I'm led to believe this is kind of a direct quote from what he said as well, by the way. So he said, you cannot condone this racism. You cannot con- uh, condone this racism in any shape or form. I think it's disgusting. That, that's good. That's a good start. But I believe that players make set themselves a target. Why Raheem Sterling? There are other black players on the pitch every single week. I think that just we have a duty of care to ourselves as footballers to be a little bit careful with social media and the way we portray ourselves. Jealousy is an awful thing amongst the human race. I trolled through Raheem Sterling's Instagram feed this morning to find that a lot of what he put in his early days had now been deleted. So he's, he's obviously gone and investigated him. You know, gone through his social media posts just to try and make this point. Um, and it was, his, his old post used to be, it was, look at my cars, look at my house, look at this bathroom, look at this, look at me. And that's going to antagonise people. And there's no excuse whatsoever for racially abusing someone. But you can sow a seed amongst people who are not racist, not like that particular person, because they don't want to see it in their face every day. Now, you go onto a Raheem's in- Raheem Sterling's Instagram and it's, here's a goal I scored last week, here's me in a kid's hospital. So someone's got hold of him and said, look, you can't be like that anymore. I mean, let's be honest, Jimba. Have you ever tried to racially abuse someone because they've put pictures of their bathroom on Instagram? No. No, neither have I. And I've never been abused for uh, putting a picture of a bathroom on Instagram. Never been racially abused for it either. Yeah. I, mean, and I don't know why I would be. I don't know why why, why the two are linked. I think Dave Kitson there's just linked two things together that are completely unrelated. Aren't well, they? I think that uh, Raheem <laughs> Sterling clearly has got a case to answer. To be honest, yeah. Uh, this is a joke. <laughs> this is a joke, by the way. I, to I mean, he's obviously going up there and he's putting pictures of his bathroom on Instagram, and that is going to antagonise people because I know people who look at other people's bathrooms and think, I "Tell you what, I wish I had a bathroom like them." <laughs> and because he's got a, because he's got a bathroom like that, I'm going to racially abuse him. It's a bit so, silly, isn't it? Quite, quite why the police aren't looking for Raheem Sterling and trying to do him for, you know, inciting racial hatred, which is clearly what he's doing by putting his picture <laughs> in his bathroom on it. I mean, what an absolute load of tripe. Was it a nice bathroom, by any chance? Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know, because he's deleted it, and that's the whole point. He's gone back and changed what he used to so put. Uh, but, but I want to see this bathroom now. Yeah, if Raheem Sterling's listening, can you go and put a picture of your bathroom on Instagram, please, just so we can I, see I, it? I would actually, after, nice. after you've spoke about it in that much detail, I'd, I'd love to see Raheem Sterling's bathroom anyway. But yeah, it's very unfortunate so, all that into it, and not not you know it needs to be stamped out and yeah. So I think there's a there's a lot of that football's still got a massive issue with it, hasn't it? It has unfortunately, as has I would say society to some degree. Yeah, yeah and it is still there. So he thought Raheem Sterling he's suffered enough, hasn't he? Then what happened to him? Piers Morgan asked him to go on to the great uh, Good Morning Britain <sighs> for an interview. And do you, know, do you know what he actually said? To, do you know? Do you, I mean, it's hard to explain to someone if someone came to planet Earth from a different uh, came to Earth from a different planet. Yeah, you know, trying to explain to him how much of a prick Piers Morgan is. <laughs> it's quite difficult, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, so he said to him, Hi, Raheem Sterling. Do you want to come on Good Morning Britain to discuss racism in football? I don't agree with everything you say about it, but I admire you for speaking out, and I can promise you a very fair hearing. <laughs> <laughs> well, like he's done something wrong. Yeah. He's not on trial. He's been racially abused. Has he had a response, and is he going on this morning, Britain? Uh, well, Piers Morgan's obviously had a lot of response. He gets a lot of response to a lot of his tweets. Yeah. Normally, people tell him what uh, what they think of him. Uh, but I, I don't think Raheem Sterling um, gave him the the dignity of a response. Uh, or if he did, then it probably wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be printable. Um, Piers Morgan did actually point Has out. Piers that Morgan got a nice bathroom. I don't know. Get... Am I missing the point with all this? Uh, I think you might be. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I'm only joking. But I just find it uh, I find it bizarre that people actually try and give a legitimate reason for why it might happen. Anyway. And even when they do, it's somehow that the person who's a victim has somehow caused it. <laughs> we want an absolute load of rubbish. Um, so there we go. Uh, and that happened on Sunday, um, which obviously, 
a lot of people watching the football on Sunday. More people, obviously, would have done the sensible thing, which is to listen to your radio show, which is on Sunday, isn't it? Exactly, yeah, yeah. That's uh, d- 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 uh, Thanks for mentioning my radio show. I know we don't get to do it very often. but We almost uh, forgot last week. We did almost forget last week, but it is uh, 10 while 12 on a Sunday morning. Jimbo's Sunday brunch. Yep, 95.7 Penison FM. It is 95.7 Penison FM. And it's, it's the place to be. It is the place to be. And you don't get any racism there. You don't. Uh, you don't get. You don't get people Instagram pictures of the bathroom or anything like well, that. Well, we do slag people off who've got nice bathrooms though. Yeah. Particularly those people with the slow shutting toilet lids. I hate those people. Oh yeah. Hate those people. A soft shut. What's wrong with you banging the toilet down? <laughs> I mean, honestly, what's wrong with you? What um, What is wrong with you? It's, that is the truth. Yeah. All those people that have one tap, one tap that does both hot and cold. Well, that's sensible. I mean, come on. <laughs> Seriously? You think that's a bad thing, having one tap? Anyway, can we... No, 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 no. Can, can, we, can we get back on to not talking about Christmas, please? Well, taps are nothing to do with Christmas, are they? Let's be honest. Um, uh, but we put some tinsel around them. Well, yeah, but, I mean, if you've got a tap that kicks out just hot and a tap that kicks out just cold... Is that a mixer then... tap? No. No, that's separate, two separate taps, okay. yeah. Two separate taps. You can never get a good temperature. You've either got the option of freezing your hands or boiling them. A mixer tap can get you some water at the temperature that you want it at. So it's a good thing. Yeah, good point. So Still, don't like you. What? Do you say you don't like me? Yeah. Well, that's not fair. Abuse. Yeah. <laughs> Just because you've got a nice bathroom, aren't yeah. you? <laughs> anyway, uh, back on with it. Uh, so, Fisher, it's time for uh, our non-Christmas, our, our anti-Christmas quiz. Are you ready for this? Uh, because yes. we know that there are people out there that do not like Christmas. They don't like it. They're fed up with it. Don't want it. Don't want it to come. Don't want it to be a, don't want it to be a thing. Well, tough so, is here every year. No, no. Anti- I should really ask you to take your jumper off, but I don't know if you've got anything else underneath it, so I'll ask you to leave it on. But it's an anti-Christmas quiz, this. So it's all about things that are either bad about Christmas or generally generally like, you know, anti-Christmassy stuff. Is that all right? Yep. So, I mean, what can you tell me something that you don't like about Christmas? Um, I don't like... I don't like Christmas TV. Okay. I really don't like it. I don't like the fact that People think... No, actually, what I don't like about Christmas, and this is one thing that really annoys me about Christmas, is Christmas songs that aren't actually Christmas songs. People think that just because a song got to number one at Christmas, that means they have to play it future years at Christmas. Well, there might be a question on Christmas songs very shortly. Do you want to name one of those? Well, E17... Um, stay another day. What's that got to do with Christmas? I don't think it's got anything to do with Christmas. They've got big coats on in the video. They've got big coats on the video. What's Bob the Builder? Can we fix it got to do with Christmas? Well, that's true, but do people really play that as a Christmas Mr. song? Mr. Blobby? People, uh, all right. I don't here's, think people play that as a Christmas song. Here's really. one that does sometimes get played as a Christmas song. Yeah. Mad World by uh, Michael Andrew and Gary Jules, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's annoying because that year they were actually some, for a change, because bearing in mind, you know, Christmas songs nowadays, the modern ones, yeah. they're hard to beat the old ones, aren't they? No, the classics. In, in the old days, the classics could be cheesy, you could get away with that. You can't really get away with it now, can you? Um, but Gary Jules, um, Mad World, that got to number one on a year that actually there were some half-decent Christmas songs about. Uh, the Darkness. The Darkness, yeah. which is a half-decent one, isn't it? It's all right, yes. It's, it's probably about as good as you get nowadays. Exactly, yeah. Um, and also Proper Crimbo by Bo Selector, which yeah, okay. some people don't like that, but I was quite keen on it. But anyway. Um, uh, I yeah. think who else has released Christmas songs last week? Coldplay released well, one You're, you're right ago. about the TV, though. I like it how they'll go, oh, um, you know, the, the sort of newspapers and everything. They've announced the, the new details of, of the new episodes of, yeah. uh, of the Christmas specials of the... It's at Christmas. Yeah. That's the new details. Yeah. They're putting something on at Christmas. It's just a normal episode of Doctor Who where there's a Christmas tree in the background. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, anything else you don't like about Christmas? I mean, like, bear in mind, I, I want to just you know remind people I do love Christmas, but this is for anti-Christmas people. So I'm bearing you all in mind. Yeah. Anything else you don't like about it? Yeah, chestnuts. Chestnuts? What are they all about? Well, don't you roast your chestnuts on an open fire? No, I just don't see what it is. I don't see what. I don't see why. What the? Oh, why can't you have something like chestnuts that have been roasted on an open fire? You can have that at any point, any time of year, can't you? And yet somehow it becomes Christmas food. What's your mince pies? What's your big dig with why? Why are you? What have these chestnuts been posting nice uh, pictures of their bathroom on on Instagram or whatever? Is it yeah. something you've got against chestnuts? Uh, no, no, I've got no no issue with the colour of them, obviously. Um, well, and that it, old chestnut, yeah. <laughs> Used, I think I've used that one I before. I think you have, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> um, and you know, if, if I, I agree with chestnuts, and I don't, I don't, I don't really do nuts anyway. I don't think they, you wouldn't go and eat a conker, would you? Or an acorn? Well, certainly not if it was still in the green spiky thing that it's encased in. <laughs> That'd be quite uncomfortable. It seems like quite a random thing to eat, but people, I don't know. I, maybe I just don't get nuts in general. But it's the same with mince pies, isn't it? Yeah. What's Christmas without mince pie? I don't Which, like mince pies. I don't particularly. It's not even mince, is it? No. 
I once I was once working at Morrison's years ago, and someone came up to me and said, um, "Do you know if you sell do you sell mince meat?" So I said, "Yeah, no problem." I took her over to the butcher section where it got sort of your beef that had been minced. I said, "Yeah, there you go. There's there's mince meat for you because that's what it is." <laughs> she goes, "Oh no, I didn't mean that. I meant I meant like that you're getting mince pies. The stuff that's not meat. The stuff that's not meat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how confusing is that? And she even had the, what she, is that? What actually is it in a mince pie? Uh, I don't know. Because I, 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 the, the mince pie surely makes a sound that you've got a pie and you've put it through a mincer and you get like a big old splodgy thing coming out, surely, <laughs> in that the is minced. Uh, and and, and, and this, this particular lady, you know what she had the cheek to say to me? Go on. She patronisingly said, oh, don't worry, we all make mistakes, don't we? No, we haven't made a mistake. I've taken you to exactly <laughs> the product that you asked for. Anything else you don't like about Christmas? Because you know, seems you're wearing a Christmas jumper. There's quite a few things that you seem not to like. Yeah, Christmas jumpers. I ate them. The boiling after you <laughs> wore them. Who, who came up with the idea of a Christmas jumper? You go into a place. It's always packed because when you go to Christmas, there's loads of people there. They always put the eating on. So it's boiling. There's loads of lights from the Christmas tree, and you stand there in a Christmas jumper, and you can hardly even breathe. You're sweating. You're... It's come back around, hasn't it? I think Christmas jumpers came back around. It was a bit of a 90s y, 80s y, 90s y thing, and then kind of came back around recently, hasn't it? For each year. There's even Christmas jumper day, which falls on Friday. Yeah, it does. Um, and I'm obviously this is anti Christmas today, but I, I always wear a different fancy dress. I go a bit further, and uh, last year I was a snowman. Two years ago. Two years ago. Uh, last year, I was a... Um, uh, you were the person from the... Nutcracker. Film, nutcracker. I was a nutcracker. That's the right one. I forgot what I were. This year, you'll have to wait and see. It's a secret. So you're going as nothing because you're anti-Christmas. You I don't want to miserable... ruin it for my work colleagues, none of who will listen to the podcast, but yeah. um, it's a secret still. You'll be going as okay. Scrooge, you miserable git. Exactly. Well, if it's an anti-Christmas podcast, I might be, yeah. yeah. It might be true. Um, but anyway, I, I hate the... Um, Maybe I, I'll, maybe I should say it in the Christmas special instead, or after Christmas when, when I've yeah. actually got gifts, because that's probably what I was going to complain about. But anyway, let's go on with our uh, anti-Christmas quiz anyway. So, number one, Fisher. Which leader attempted to ban Christmas as it was seen as a pagan ritual? Uh, this is in the UK, by the way. So is it... Oh, it was uh, it was Theresa May, wasn't it? Because it turned, <laughs> turned out that Christmas was going to win a vote, so she decided to ban it entirely. No, what happened is she got stuck in the car and she didn't <laughs> want to miss Christmas, so she thought she'd cancel it. But then she couldn't because she couldn't get through to anybody because she was on her two. Yes. Um, yeah, no, no, it's not Theresa May. Uh, a, Henry VIII, B, Oliver Cromwell, or C, Elizabeth I? Oh, um, well, Henry VIII's obviously got a lot of issues with the church, hasn't he? Which is why the Church of England, I think, was created. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. I think... Well, I think it's more Christmassy than anything, isn't it? Yeah. Oliver Cromwell was noted as being very... Quite Christmassy to chop your wife's head off, though, isn't it? Yeah, well, I suppose it'd be, be all right. You'd make a nice present, wouldn't it, for some people? <laughs> well, you always liked your mum, didn't you? So here's the best way. You can always have a constant reminder. Here's her head. <laughs> now, I'd rather... I'm sure you'd rather she was still alive and you got the entire body attached, but we can't have that all the time, can we? Um, so I think Oliver Cromwell sounds like he could do that. Um, you know, he was a Protestant and he was quite keen to not have celebrations. So I think Oliver Cromwell. Yeah, well done. Um, yeah, he was the one that tried to sort of ban Christmas. I think it was not necessarily just him, but a lot of the, the sort of other people with him in his sort of gang. Yeah. Did he have a gang? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, well, I think it was the well part got part, part something uh, something like that. Anyway. Uh, do you do you know what uh, a phrase that Oliver Cromwell coined? Uh, go on. He coined the phrase "warts and all." I think didn't he? did he? I think it was, he was having a. I think he was a very ugly man. Oh right. He was having okay. a painting taken. Uh, painting taken. He was having a painting done of him. Yeah, you know, we had to sit there for about like four days while someone painted. Include it all, warts and all, that kind well, of that's, thing. That's oh, exactly what he said. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, it was a picture of his face and not uh, another part of his body. <laughs> Next question: Which Muppet sang a Christmas song called "I Hate Christmas"? Uh, Boris Johnson. Uh, it's not <laughs> Boris Johnson. Um, is the answer A. Falsy Bear. B Oscar the Grouch or C Donald Trump. So uh, you kind of you, you, you Boris Boris Johnson Donald Trump both yeah. work fine in that in that sentence. Uh, oh yeah, sorry, I've, I've I've jumped on your joke there, haven't I? Uh, it's so fine. What, what were, sorry, what were the first two options? Uh, Fozzy Bear or Oscar the Grouch? Right, uh, I think. Well, I would have thought probably Oscar the Grouch. Um, I don't really know who Fozzy the Bear is, but Oscar the Grouch sounds like he could do it. There you go, yeah. Actually, Sesame Street. So, I think Muppets and Sesame Street are linked, aren't they? The yeah. same sort of company who do did both or whatever. But wasn't, um, wasn't there a character in Sesame Street called Donald Grump? Was there? I think on one episode, there was Donald Donald Grump. It was meant to be oh, like... that could have worked. This was years ago before he was President of America. Um, yeah. But I think it was when he was doing The Apprentice. Mm. And you, you might have to look... If, if anyone's listening, look it up on YouTube... 
because I might be talking a load of bollocks here, but uh, I think it happened. Maybe we could try and get Donald, Donald Grump on yes. the podcast. I think he walked if around. If he's got his own Twitter account, these, these things exist. I think he was a rubbish collector, Donald Grump, and his whole thing was he got more trash than anyone else, and obviously what they meant was cash. Right, So okay. it was kind of, it was showing off because he got more rubbish. Because Oscar the Grouch else. lives in a dustbin, doesn't he? Yes, I think, which is why he so, was... Which apparently is Theresa May's fault as well. All right. Her husband not taking the dustbin out like <laughs> he was, went to with his boy jobs and girl jobs. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, number three. Which of these actors have never played Scrooge in a film? A. Bill Murray. B. Michael Caine. Or C. Will Smith. All right, okay, now you know full well that I know absolutely nothing about films, so this makes it very difficult for. There's for actually me to... a link actually to the last question as well with this one. Oh. One of the answers. Right. Okay. Which, which might not necessarily be the correct answer. Right. Or uh, the wrong answer. Michael, Ka- I think Michael Caine has in a film. I can't remember Will Smith evidence. I'm going to say Will Smith. Will Smith is correct. Yeah, well done. So, as far as I'm aware, Will Smith in a film has never played Scrooge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Murray has in Scrooged, which is right. a Christmas. It's pretty good, actually. It's a more modern take on Scrooge, although okay. albeit it was an 80s or 90s film, so it's not that modern now, but it's a more modern take on... He's basically a TV producer rather than a, an accountant or a finance yeah. manager, whatever he is. Scrooge in real, I don't know. Uh, Michael Caine was the in The Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. In Scrooge in that one. Uh, next then, number four. The song We Wish You a Merry Christmas was originally actually what? A, a song about death, B, a song about illness, or C, th- a threat? A threat. Um, <laughs> uh, could, could it be We Wish You a Merry... We Wish You a, we wish you a Merry Illness? That's what it sounds right, doesn't it? We wish you a merry illness. We wish you a merry illness. Well, you're on the right lines if yeah. you're thinking about the lyrics, but... Yeah, um... So is it more the tune that's taken from something else there? No, no, no. So no it's, it's the same sort of thing. About illness, was it a threat? Or, so what was the first option again? Uh, uh, death, about death. death. Uh, we wish you, yeah, we, we want you to die. We want you to die. <laughs> and so say your lovers. Um, not, not necessarily even changing the lyrics. You can right. stick with the original lyrics and you might be able to work it out. Um, I think I think illness. Let's go for illness. Okay. You're wrong. Oh. Actually, a threat. If you think about the lyrics, it says... Uh, we won't stop until we get some. We oh, right. stop until we... And uh, it was because they used to do it to get some beer. So right. people who want to drink or alcohol uh, right. would continuously and, yeah. and basically use it as a threat. So that's where it came from. And then it became the Christmas song that it is today. There you go. Yeah. Um, next then, number five. How much would the 12 days of Christmas actually cost if you tried to buy everything? Oh, so if you had to buy um, five gold rings. Now, would you have to buy five gold rings on... Um, Seven occasions, uh, seven occasions, eight occasions. Five, no, six. I think it's, I think it's the twelve day altogether. The twelve days of eight Christmas. occasions. Yeah, okay. So if if, if you just had to buy, yep, every item. Lots of, yeah, bearing in mind you need loads of leaping. Yeah, which you know, how, how much it cost to bribe someone who lives in the house, Lord? Yeah, like um, you know, could um, is even a Lord anymore, Alan Sugar, Lord Alan uh, Sugar. I think he is. Yeah. So would it, you know, would he, how much would it cost for him to do a bit of leaping for us? Uh, Maids and milking. Maids, you thought might be a bit cheaper, milking a few cows. What are you trying to say? Um, well, I think uh, all I'm saying is that in the <laughs> general sort of feudal system that we have in the UK, that maids and would they generally... replace the maids with the systems that they have in place now for milking cows, or just get an automatic order on on there that just extracts mm. the milk from the cows? I've never, I've, have you ever milked a cow? No, I haven't. No, I haven't either. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I, I'm fascinated by the others. You know. I think I once went to a kid's farm, you know, when you were younger, and they attached like a. Uh, like a, thing to it. No, no, not even yeah. that. Like a like a marigold rubber glove oh, right, yeah. to the to a bottom of a plastic cow and they cut some holes in the end and you had to right. squeeze the marigolds. Right. <laughs> Why? Uh, get some milk out just to see what it's like, yeah. Well, I suppose it's like the, the others that we've got. I mean, when, when it comes to milking, like if you pull one udder, do you get sort of full fat milk? Then the other one's semi-skimmed. Third udder might be that sort of red milk. I'm not sure about the, not yeah. sure about the other one. Um, goat's milk. No, goat's come out cow, isn't it? So... Um, so I think. So, did you want the three answers, by the way? Because I'm not giving you. Any yeah, give me, yeah, give me the options. It'd be nice. Uh, a, uh, how much were the so how much were the twelve days of Christmas actually cost? If you tried to buy everything, yep. partridge in a pear tree. So you need to buy a partridge. Yeah, and, and a, pear a pear tree. tree. Yeah. Um, what else would you need? The two. Um, two turtle doves. Two turtle, a turtle is also a dove, or is it is it a type of dove? I'm not too sure. I, th- I presume it's a genetic a, a modifications. Yeah. I don't know. And there's loads of things in there. Maids are milking, loads are leaping, swans are swimming. Yeah, geese are laying. Geese are laying. Um, so is it a five hundred thousand, b one million, or c one point five million? All right. Well, they've definitely they've, they've gone very accurate here. Obviously, um, I think I think it cost you a lot. Certainly. Are we t- are we talking about buying these or just hiring them for the day? 
I'm buying him, I think. Uh, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, think probably hiring him because you couldn't buy a lord leaping and just no. have a have a continuously lo- leaping lord. I think I think it's going to be expensive. I'm going to say a million pounds. Okay, let's have a look. Well done. I actually transferred it from dollars and then rounded it up a little bit or right, okay. to the nearest, you know. Uh, but yeah, a million dollars. Why don't you just leave it as a million dollars? So I don't know if that's going to be in the next budget uh, <laughs> after Brexit. I don't know. Um, anyway, number six. Hearing the same Christmas pop songs over and over and over and over and over again. We've already spoke about how annoying Christmas songs can be. Yeah. Um, so, and, and this is an anti-Christmas podcast, so we'll talk about the crap things about Christmas. Remember that. All of it. Remember it. All of it's rubbish. Yeah. Um, so... What about the the ridiculous royalties that these singers who did one decent song at Christmas get paid? Rubbish, rubbish. Yeah. Can you name um, maybe the top? Or, or do you want me to give you the sort of top three in any order, and then you tell me which order they come in and which ones get the most royalties? Do, is it? Have you got? I've got the top ten list here, so I don't know if you want to try and guess the top as what? many as you can in the top ten. Okay. The yeah. the most with the most royalties. Are we talking about individual people or bands? But uh, no, we're, well, we're talking about individual songs. To be fair. All right. Okay. So most royalties at Christmas time. So we're going to be talking um, Shaking Stevens. Merry Christmas, everybody. I'll be on there. Um, surprisingly, not right. not in not in the top ten. So <laughs> well, you've, you've, you've already sl- missed out. Some of them sl- do surprise me. But slide. Merry Christmas. you've got to take into account America, haven't you? I you suppose know. so. Yeah. Well, Mariah Carey then. All of Christmas is you. Be I don't know if this is UK based. So still, in fact, no, no, it's UK. It must be UK based. This right. list. So. so, what did you say? Sorry. Uh, I said um, slide. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, that is number one. Yeah. Five hundred thousand. Um, it gets per <sighs> year. That's just um, keep you going, won't it? Wizard. I wish it could be Christmas every day. Wizard is... Where is Wizard? Wizard is... That must is... be on there, surely. Wizard. Right, I wish it could be Christmas every day. It's not on there. Is it not? Very surprising. It's not on there. Um, Don't know why. Mariah Carey, Hall Christmas is you. That'd be people love that. That is at number me. three. That is at number three. Um, this is individual songs. So, uh, oh, oh, Band-Aid. What about Band-Aid? Is that on there? Band-Aid's Very... not on there. Oh, we're not even giving to charity. No. Nope. Gordon Bennett. Um... Uh, what else could be on there? Um, uh, John Lennon, My Christmas War is Over. Nope, not on no, there either. No. There is a Beatle on there. Uh, well, it must be Paul McCartney then with... Uh, did he do any? Oh, he did... Um, Simply Having... Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time. There you go. Yeah, he's in at number six. So okay. like the charts. Yeah. Um... You might have to give me a few clues here. So, what could be number? Well, come two? on. There's there's one that there's there's one up there that uh, there's a bit of a sort of. Is Michael Bublé on there? Michael Bublé is not on what? there. What? It's a Christmas song. I now, one on one of your favourite Christmas songs. It's not a Christmas song. Is on there. Oh, he's seventeen. Stay yes. another day. Stay another day. Is, num- is number ten. Um, give him away to Brian Harvey. You've got to the Pretenders, two thousand miles at num at number nine. All oh, right. Okay. Uh, number eight is a war one, a war and soldier based one. Um. A war and soldier based one, an, an army, a war sort of war. It's, it's I, the idea of it is a, is looking back at wartime Christmas. Um, oh, you know what it is for sure. I, I, People are shouting at their not radios, phones, yeah. whatever they listen to. We're talking. Stop the cavalry, Jonah Louie. All oh, right, okay. number seven. Mistle- well, hang on, number two. I'm not number two is going to be. It's going to be Last Christmas by Wham, isn't it? No. Oh. Num- <laughs> number seven, Mistletoe and Wine. Oh, Cliff Richard, uh, Cliff Richard. Wonderful Christmas times at number six, Paul McCartney. Number five is Last Christmas with Wham. Yeah. Number four is White Christmas by Bing Crosby. Oh, it's right. Been around forever. That surely people own that by now. Yes, yeah, also. But uh, I suppose it's how many times it gets played. Number three. All I want for Christmas is you. You got that one, didn't right, you? Right, Carrie. Yeah. Number two, you didn't get Fairy Tale of New York. Oh, of course, yeah. Sorry, and then number Fairytale one, Merry Christmas, everyone by Slade. Yeah. There you well, Fairy Tale of New York, some radio stations aren't playing it now. Yeah. So Shane McGowan is not going to get as much money. And they've also stopped playing um, uh, another Christmas song that's name is on the tip of my it's, tongue. It's Tom Jones and Kerris Matthews. Um, they can't. They, Maybe it's lot, cold outside because the the lyrics are apparently a little bit rapey. <laughs> Are they? <laughs> well, which I, I think if you listen to it, well, I, from can, Tom I can understand it. But uh, anyway, uh, number seven: How many miles of wrapping paper are thrown away each year? Is it five hundred miles by the Proclaimers, two thousand <laughs> miles by the Pretenders, one hundred seventy-five thousand miles, or two hundred thirty thousand miles? Um, well, I don't. I, I think it'll be a lot. I don't think it's going to be sort of two thousand miles because it's you, you wrap up a lot of stuff, don't you? So I think well, the last two options: hundred seventy-five thousand miles or yeah, two hundred thirty thousand miles. Uh, I'm going to say it's 
175,000 miles. Now, needed the big one there, 230,000 miles. In fact, the amount of wrapping paper used could wrap the equator nine times, which is already quite hot, Yeah. so I wouldn't (laughs) recommend it because we've already got global warming issues. You don't insulate even further, do you? Exactly, yeah. Number eight, your last one then. How many Christmas cards are thrown away each year? And I don't know what this means, whether it's, you know... It's probably the same amount that gets sent, isn't it? I would have thought. <laughs> no, listen, yeah, I'll save that one. Cause it's one I'll tell you what. I, I think, I'm, I'm I think gonna... this is about the cards that are discarded, and discarded not properly. Not not recycled. Properly recycled. Yeah. Which is a rubbish thing about Christmas. All the waste. Yeah. Well, all those... three, I, was, I thought you were going to So many turkeys thing. are wasted, you know. They don't get, you know, that were prepared and... Not eaten. Yeah, not eaten and that Turkey's wasted, life yeah. is a total waste, yeah. Yeah. But uh, we're on about Christmas cards now. Okay. Um... So, what are the options, uh, sorry? A, 16 million, B, 150 million, or C, 2 billion. Well, I think 2 billion is quite a lot. I said, surely you get, how many people that are in the world? Um, what, about 7 billion? And surely people get sent more than one car. That's the whole thing, isn't it? So I think it could be 2 billion. Or are we talking just about the UK? Uh, I'm not, I think it's about the whole world, I think. This right, one. let's go with 2 billion. Oh, that's not everyone celebrates Christmas, do they? Go for 2 billion. That's a 2 billion. Well done. Massive shame. I suppose the message here is make sure you do recycle your Christmas cards. If you celebrate it, you loser. Yeah. Because this is anti-Christmas. <laughs> so there you go. Um, that's a bit about not liking Christmas. So yeah. until next week, we're not going to like Christmas, are we? Uh, Fisher. Um, I've got a bit of a quiz for the irregular, regular feature. The regu- I'm going to mention that because we keep forgetting to call it the regular, irregular feature. Yeah, which basically means I do a quiz for you. Uh, random, and, and, and on random things for yeah. no reason. Um, so I thought, with it being Christmas time, what is more Christmassy than skyscrapers? Um, well, it's not, not really Christmas, is <laughs> there's it? A lot in, uh, there's a lot in the uh, New, New York version of um, Home Alone when he goes to imagine, in New yeah. York. Yeah. So. So I thought I was doing. I was, reading, I was but, doing a bit of reading about. But it's anti-Christmas. So stop mentioning it. Well, exactly. I was doing a bit of reading the other day about skyscrapers. I thought there were a few interesting things popped out. So I thought I'd do a quiz about it, and um, also I'll see how much Jimbo knows about his skyscrapers as well. So just before we um, sort of record this podcast, I did ask you if you knew what the tallest building in the world was, and you said. I think I said the Empire State Building first, yep, which I know used to be, but yeah, know. we're not in the 1960s anymore. Um, <laughs> it's now called the, the Burj Khalifa in Dubai, and it stands at 828 meters tall. And the next highest building, or the building that overtook, I think was about 500 meters. So it's significantly higher than anything else that's ever been built. It took a long time to measure that. Uh, spot, yeah, and a lot of tape measures. You have to do that thing where you get your tape measure and run up and like make a mark. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> make a mark on the side of the building up again. Um, and that would take you quite quite a while. Well, it would take you quite a while. Which is why and if you lose your count, you have to start again. Oh, go back all the way back to start, yeah. Although um, you showed me an interesting uh, app on the phone, didn't you, the other day, that measures things. With, I don't know if that would work on a skyscraper if you stood really know. far back. Why don't you get a trundle wheel walk upside of it? Yeah. That'd be a good way of doing mm. it. Um, so, uh, that stands at 828 metres tall uh, in Dubai, the highest building in the world. Um, so, how many windows does it have? Is it 4,348 windows? Or is it 24,348 windows? It's going to have to be the big one, I'm sure. So I'm going to go with 24,000. 24,000? You are right. It could be a building that doesn't have many windows. It could like, be one massive window. Yeah, it could be a massive window that works all so, around it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it does um, 24,000 odd windows. Uh, it takes 36 workers around three to four months to complete the whole lot of them. Okay. Well, to, quite a, to, to wash them? To wash the entire right, building, okay. uh, windows. Must be a bit dangerous if you're doing the top floor as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the highest building in the world. I've got another, another question about that. Okay. Um, what is true if you live above floor 150 of the Burj Khalifa in Dubai? Is it that because you're so high up, the sun appears to set later, uh, meaning that any Muslims during Ramadan have to wait an extra three minutes for the sun to set if you're on floor 150 or above? Or is it recommended that you don't open a window because the air is so cold outside that it's often minus temperature during the evening? Hmm. So high. I don't know whether 150 is that high. Um, floor, for... floor 150 in a building. <laughs> well, yes, but what you're saying, I think, I think, I don't, I don't know whether it'd still be high enough for the for the cold sort of thing to kick in. But I might believe the uh, the the one about um, the sun setting earlier, uh, lighter, so you have to observe because I believe lighter. Dubai does have a lot of Muslim people, doesn't it? Yes, yes, that's correct. So I'm going to go with that one. I think, uh, and you'd be right again. If you're in floor 80 or above, then they say give it an extra two minutes if you're floor 150 and above. I think there's about 160 floors in this building. Imagine how it. long it takes, you know, if you go for a dump, how long it takes to get back down to the bottom. 
I don't think you have to go all the way to the very top floor if you want to have a dump in the No, but if you are on the top floor, yeah. what I really want to know, and if your quiz doesn't include this, I'm disappointed. I want to know how long it takes your dump to get from oh, the right, toilet sorry. to the bottom. Sorry, I thought it meant you after you've had the dump. So what you're saying is, <laughs> once you've flushed the toilet, how long yeah. it take to get down to the bottom? Yeah. Uh, I can try and find out. Not right <laughs> you now. You can do if you want. I mean, I, 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 I mean, by research on the internet, as opposed to going there and having a dump and sort of like <laughs> tiring it through the building. Uh, it's a bit like that. You know, um, when you play Splatter at yeah. a local village fight, <laughs> sort of like for your turn to come out and obviously you won't try and whack it, we might watch it. It's a long way to go, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so... Uh, might not be in one piece by the time it gets to the end. <laughs> during, the, during the early 2000s, the tallest building in the world was called Taipei 101. What would you find on floor 92 and 91 of Taipei 101. Would it be a 660-ton metal what, pen... What rooms did you say? Uh, floors 92 and 91. Oh, or 91 right. and 92. I'm not sure I put it that way around. Um, so on floors 91 and 92 of Taipei 101 building, what would you find? Would it be a 660-ton metal pendulum which stabilises the building in bad weather? Or would it be a sports facility including a gym, swimming pool and some squash courts? Um, uh, well... Which also includes some squash courts where the back of the squash court is actually the windows outside the building. It's quite impressive to have that kind of thing quite high up as well, isn't it? Yeah, you get a fantastic view. So, because I was going to say, maybe that's not such an unusual fact, but I think at that, that level, that height it is. Mm. Um, pendulum just... I'm not, not if I've heard that within engineering before. Pendulum swinging to... A 660-ton pendulum. Mm. No, I, I see what it means. If it's, if it's kind of keeps the weight and, and down a little bit, doesn't it, and stuff. But getting a pendulum all the way up there... I'm going to go with the squash court one, I think. Uh, you'd be wrong. Interesting. It has got it's got it's got the heaviest pendulum in the world as far as I'm aware. Oh, uh, okay. So in the event of a really big storm, because uh, there's a lot of typhoons around where it is, which is in Taiwan. Um so sometimes if there is a natural disaster the building might shake. Yeah. And the whole point is they've got a really strong um core to the building, which is a six hundred and sixty ton metal pendulum that can move a bit to help absorb any natural uh, right. movements. Very interesting. That's quite it. Quite so far then. Uh yeah, apparently the the furthest it's ever moved is about a metre. When but, was the building built? Uh, it was early two thousands. Okay. And at the time, it was a t- it was the tallest uh, tallest building in the world. Um, so, what's true about the number seven in relation to Taipei one hundred and one? Um, which is, again was the highest tallest building in the world. The number seven. The number seven. What's true about number seven? Is it that in Taiwan the number seven is said to be unlucky? Therefore, there is no floor seven and no floor seventy seven. So Taipei one hundred one's top floor is actually floor one hundred and three. It's called Taipei one hundred and one because there's one hundred and one floors in it. Or is it the spire at the top lights up in a different colour of the rainbow every night, with Mondays being red and Sundays being violet? So seven so, days. Yeah, so Mondays is red, um, yellow uh, yellow on Tuesday. I'm tempted to go for the one about luck and superstition, because I do know that in some countries the number seven, and there are other numbers as well, but the number seven in particular is... Thanks for pointing it, that out. Yeah, but you know what I mean? There are other numbers that are considered to be unlucky or yeah. lucky or whatever, and I think number seven I've heard is an unlucky number for some cultures um, mm-hmm. and so on. So let's go with that one. Uh, you're wrong. Okay. Uh, it is the case that there's a spire on top of it and it glows a different colour uh, every every night of the week. Is it um, Blue Monday? Uh, it's uh, it's not Blue Monday. No. Okay. It's um, Richard of York gave battle. Uh, oh, of course. So, yeah, so yeah, it's, right, it's, it's, they, are, they are the colours of the rainbow in yeah. order and then it repeats back uh, to the front of it. Um, so... One of the biggest buildings uh, in New York, or a big one in New York anyway, uh, Trump Tower in New York. But that smells. Home of <laughs> farts gas out. Um, is that where the darts players are? It could, it could be, yeah. Uh, named after their impressive feet, which is where Donald Trump uh, lives, and still lives, I believe. He doesn't okay. like to live in the White House, rather live in New York. So what's true about Trump Tower? Is it that there are 58 floors? However, the top floor is actually called level 68, because he decided not to have floor 20 to 29 he claimed the res- residential part should start at number 30. So he just jumps from 19 through to 30. Okay. And then top floor of the 50... Sounds very Trumpish, that, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, or is it that until 2015, as well as the word Trump written on the side of the building, there was also a large picture of Donald Trump on the side of the building. <laughs> uh, until oh, 2015, did you say? Yeah, when he, was, when he started to run as president, decided to take it down. So it's believable it, that it, the people would have maybe took it down at that point. Um, well, that it's certainly believable they'd have it up in the first place. Idea, yeah. Both very Trumpish then, aren't they? Let's go with the second one, I think. And you'd be wrong. Is this picture still there? No, I'm, I'm not aware of him ever having a picture oh, on the side enough. of the building. Um, I did make that bit up. 
in true in true Trump's fashion, obviously, um, it is the case that the building is uh, fifty eight floors. However, the top floor is actually called level either sixty eight or sixty nine. Yes, there are, there are literally. There are no flaws on there in the 20s. Stormy Daniels might be able to tell us why it ends on 69, though. That uh, could, could undoubtedly be the case. <laughs> um, so, in terms of the Great Pyramid of Giza, which for a number of years was the tallest building in the world. Second time we managed to mention Gaza today. Uh, yeah. um, what, what, so, is, is the question, what was he doing with uh, the Great Pyramid on the train? Uh, well, actually... Allegedly. Actually, if, 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 you, if you listen to the second option, then maybe. Okay. Um, so, what's true about the Great Pyramid of Giza? Is it that... It's, it's good. It, it's a, it's good to go out with having a drink. Yeah, and he sometimes turns up with a fishing rod. Right. No. I'm not on about Gazery. I'm just saying it's a, it's a top geezer. Oh right, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. Just just good lad to have around. Yeah. Is it that around uh, around 450 feet? It's still Egypt's tallest building, in spite of being built nearly four and a half thousand years ago. There are strict provisions in Egypt mean that no building can be taller. Or is it that last week video footage emerged of two people sunbathing naked on top of it? <laughs> Oh, that's uh, I, I I somehow think I've heard both of these things, or have I not? Have I invented that last bit up in my head? <laughs> have you watched it? <laughs> was it Gaza? There was a helicopter uh, driver in South Yorkshire, weren't there, not too long ago, got into trouble for spying on yes. sunbathers. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Maybe it was him who found who found yeah. them. It was He's been exiled to exiled to Egypt. Yeah. Um. Now let's go with the first one because I think I've heard something about regulations about building sizes in Egypt. Uh, you'll be wrong. It was actually last week. Uh, video footage emerged, emerged appearing to show people sunbathing naked on the top of the pyramid. Right. And no one could quite work out why. <laughs> Apparently you can walk up part of the side of it on mm. proper tours and then it gets closed down at night but it sounds like someone like, ran up and went and sunbathed on there. It's uh, not right, that is it, if you know, no. if, if somebody took pictures and I mean, that could be somebody's mummy. <laughs> <laughs> so you almost have sunbathed right on the very top of it. Imagine that spiking you on the back, yeah. like bare ass. Um So it, it, it's very nearly uh, Egypt's tallest building. There is literally... One more building that's a few metres tall, isn't it? Okay. Um, and do you know what overtook it? This is not part of the quiz, by the way, but do you know what overtook it, apparently, as the tallest building in the world? No. Uh, we've mentioned this on the podcast before, uh, this particular building. It is Lincoln Cathedral. Oh, right, okay. We've talked about that when we're talking about Salisbury, yeah. weren't we? Um, so there we go. Uh, during the 1980s, the world's largest structure was not a building, but it was a radio mast in Poland, um, measuring around 650 metres. What happened to it in 1991? Did it just collapse one day, or was it pulled down as a symbol of the collapse of communism and the controlling state media? Interesting. Um, Ninety-one. I think it was called the, that sort of time. I think it was called the Warsaw like Radio on. Mast or something like that. Yeah. So did it just did it one just, day just absolutely just just collapse and, and, and lose lose a, lose a plot basically? Yeah. I'm with Partlin, of course. Yeah. Um, and everyone who back to Britain's got talent soon. Yep. And everyone who got an O2 mobile phone in the area yeah. lost their uh, <laughs> data signal, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, um, let's go with. The, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna go with the second one. I think. I think. I think it was pulled down because of the the sort of communism against communism sort of thing. That's a very good and plausible answer, and completely wrong. It did just actually just fall down one day. Oh, uh, right, okay. Turned out it not been built very well, so some of the people who built it, um, who were in charge of that company, got put in prison. Right, okay. Um, but it just they don't get collapsed. hurt? Uh, I don't think so, no. no. Um, and Just everybody couldn't watch telly anymore for a while. Yeah, bad enough, isn't it? Yeah, so, definitely yeah. them in prison for that. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's Christmas time, because Christmas telly is it's rubbish. It's rubbish. Anti-Christmas. <laughs> um, Christmas. So, we've got uh, only a couple more questions left. So, Europe's tallest three buildings are in which country? Is it Germany? Or Russia, and if you want, I can give you the cities. Uh, you can tr- might as well. I might yeah. as well have any help I can get. Yeah. Is it in Frankfurt in Germany, or is it in Moscow in Russia? Um, well, Russia like to show off, don't they? A little bit. They like to have with bigger this, bigger that. You know, mm-hmm. um, bigger, at one time, bigger, bigger at corruption. One time, Germany was possibly like that as well. But um, <laughs> let's say, let's say Russia. Let's say Russia. I think Russia. Uh, you'd be right. About time I got one. I've had a few wrong in a row there. Yeah. Um, Five of the six tallest buildings in Europe are in Moscow. Right, okay. Do you know what the other one is that's not in nope. Moscow? It's in London, and it's a shard. Oh, right, okay. Which I think is Europe's third or fourth tallest... Yeah. Uh, sorry, Europe's fourth tallest building. Yeah. I want uh, to set my wife up the shard. But, uh... <laughs> Be careful. Yeah. <laughs> it's all I'll say. Um, so, last, last qu- on that note, the last question <laughs> um, is, what world record does Betty Oliver hold following something that's occurred in the Empire State Building in 1945. 
Is it? She survived the highest escalator fall ever after she fell 75 stories in an elevator whose cable snapped. Or, That's scary. Is, is she the baby born at the highest ever indoor level when, she, when her mother surprisingly gave birth to her during a tour of the upper part of the Empire State Building? So the baby born at the highest level? Yeah. But surely people could be born on planes. Uh, well, indoor. In, in a building. Yeah. A, plane, a plane's indoor. Well, not really. Is so it? you're That's talking building wise yeah. then? Okay. Let's let's say that one because I don't think somebody. I mean, you'd be very lucky to survive a, a, a cable snapping a lift like you know going that far in that speed. And well, let's yeah. go with the baby one. But at the same time, you'd be very unlucky for it to happen to you, wouldn't you? Yeah. So there you go. balance each other out. Uh, you're wrong. It was actually the elevator. Wow. Is she okay after? Or well, uh, I mean, obviously not great, but um, I, I think she she broke her legs and um, but she broke mm. her leg. There were fairly minor injuries that were caused compared to what. Still, she didn't happened. have to use the stairs, so that's another no, no. thing. Yeah. I mean. It is you know, a very quick journey down to the bottom. Yeah. So uh, save a bit of time. Yeah. So that's uh, that. That's that. So um, there we go. Uh, that's that's the quiz about skyscrapers. I hope you learned something there. Yeah. Sort of. I don't yeah. know how much of it retained, but yeah, it was a lot of it was quite useful. Yeah. And it was very anti-Christmas. I think. Had we previously done something about about the tallest Christmas tree in the world? Not sure. Yeah. Maybe we can have that on the next week's episode, which is going to be about Christmas. About Christmas, yeah. So stop talking about Christmas. It's anti-Christmas. Anyway, this may have been our longest podcast ever. We say Um, that every week. (laughs) Every week we get about two minutes longer. Well, it's going to be at this rate if we don't wind it up soon. Um, Okay. But obviously, please do get in touch with us. You can tweet at Jimbo Studios. uh, (laughs) And you can tweet. Just just tweet me. Forget about the uh, old waste of web space one. No, that's my own personal one. Or you can phone Jimbo on 0793. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so if you tweet at Waste of Web Space, that would be better. Yeah. Um, you can go to the Facebook page, Waste of Web Space. Um, well, just Waste of Web Space. Yeah. Website is Waste of Web Space. Co. UK. Yeah, you can get go to Jimbo's house if you want. That's where we normally do the recording. Exactly. Just see him. Yeah. Send us a review. Te- tell us how terrible this has been. Yeah, you can send us a Christmas card if you want, because no one, no one else actually sent me one yet. Exactly. And suggest beers. You know, if there's a beer you want us to try on the podcast, we're yep. all up for that as well. Like our Petrus Blonde today from from Belgium. Wonder if they've got from- a Twitter account. Uh, I'm sure they will have done, but probably can't understand the word it says, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next podcast. And enjoy not celebrating Christmas um, until our next episode. Thank you very much. Goodbye. <laughs>